The Backlog Breakdown, Video Games and Stewardship, Bad at Brevity, a haiku by Nate. Hey Josh, what's up buddy? Hey man, I'm just sitting here loving haikus. <laughs> it is it is the lowest hanging of poetic fruits that, <laughs> that Nate can aspire to. Um, and I, they're probably terrible haikus because I understand like it's a reform a, a very refined art form. I'm so bad at talking right now that I just said the word reformed instead of refined art form. <laughs> I was just like, Bruh. well, you were saying refined form. So saying reform, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. And but let's see was, after the first minute, if we can, uh, if we can clean it up a little bit. Okay. That's a little bit of a tulipian <laughs> slip instead of a Freudian slip. Yeah, I'm showing my Calvinism. <laughs> Calvinism is showing. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, just like your epidermis. Um, yeah, Ooh. man. So, th- sorry, I'm a dad, you know. Your epidermis is showing. I don't know. Did your dad ever do that? My dad did that all the time because he was my science teacher. He, he did not say epidermis was okay. showing. My dad was... Uh, he, he. I'm sure that he said, like, weird, dumb stuff all the time, mm-hmm. but... Um, speaking of it, like just real quick and it, it was, but it was yesterday we're recording on the 24th yesterday. My dad got, uh, had, had another birthday. So I don't think he listens to this, but in case you do listen to it, dad, I already called and said, happy birthday, but happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. I'm not happy birthday from Josh sing horribly like last week or last episode. (laughs) Every time, in editing, every time I played that part, I'm just like, oof, ouch. I did not hold well, that note very well. You at least, like, finished. Like, I couldn't I couldn't keep up. <laughs> like, there, there was, I was just, like, falling off all over the place. So, at least you managed to sing the whole song. It's happy birthday. Yeah. And I just was, like, I was just falling off. I was like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Well, it might have been better for everyone if I did just fall off. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I don't know, to me, that's the worst when you're trying to hold a note and then you get pitchy and it just, ugh, ouch, it hurts. Anyways, how you doing, Nate? How's it going? Uh, I'm okay, man. It's like, it's a little humid right now. Okay. Um, I'm, it's cooling down. It was today was fine. I had the day off, so nice. Um, I told you earlier off mic. Uh, went to sort of go hang out with a buddy of mine who's uh, sort of doing like the life transition. He's he uh, he took a, another job and he's going to be heading out to uh, I want to say Charlotte in South Carolina. I, I believe so. My brain is old and porous and it doesn't retain things the way I used to. Um. So did that today, uh, did, did a little bit of a workout, um, this morning, uh, you know, wasn't a total waste of space. Uh, the other weekend, uh, went, actually went out to my parents, uh, you know, aforementioned father, uh, went out to his place, uh, bought some cigars while I was out there. Um, there's a, a big cigar store. It's like, it's like a candy shop for nate you can walk (laughs) in buy a cigar light said cigar that you bought and walk around and like buy more cigars um 
So we we didn't do the walk in, buy a cigar, light, smoke cigar while you buy other cigars. But uh, we we did sort of pop in. I found what I was looking for, grabbed some stuff, um, and then I sat on a golf course. My my dad joined the Lions Club. And uh-huh. anyway, anyways, so we sat on a golf course at one of the holes, and I, I we were like, he was like, ah, oh, it should only be like a few hours. It was like seven and a half. Whoa! And it it was intense. We were there from like eleven thirty to like six thirty, seven o'clock. Um, Dang. It, it was like by the end of the day, I was like, I was just like, I want to, I want to go. <laughs> but no, it was, it was cool. Um, it was, yeah, it was just cool. Uh, while I was also out there, I sort of, I bought a copy of Anna Karenina by Tolstoy. Now, okay. whether or not I will read said book, because we all know how good I have been at reading. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so this is sort of, it's sort of an attempt to like, uh, there's a podcast that I listen to called The Bookening. I've mentioned it before, uh, but it's the one, one of the guys on there. It, this is like uh, his favorite book or one of his favorite oh, wow. books. And they, they all just sort of like, he just loves Tolstoy period, but they, they just, mm-hmm. They sort of, like, when Anna Karenina comes up, they just sort of gush about it. And I'm like, okay, like, enough. Like, they, they talked about it on, on an episode I listened to recently, and I was like, it's, it's just sort of in my brain, and we went into a bookstore, and I was like, I'm going to see if they have this copy, this this translation of Anna Karenina. So I bought Anna Karenina. Interesting. And I've been playing, well, well I'll save that for <laughs> backlog report stuff. But how have you been, dude? I'm I'm doing good, man. Um, it's it's been another crazy couple weeks, right? I mean, that's every couple of weeks. Um, as I just all posted, the weeks are crazy. Yeah, as a as I just posted on Facebook earlier today, uh, it, it's certainly never a dull moment. Um, things just don't seem to slow down, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I don't know why I assume things will ever slow down. They just don't. Part of that's probably just because I tend to fill my time whenever I don't have anything to do. So it always feels busy. Um, No, but that said, so this week has been pretty good. Um, There's some stuff in, I don't necessarily want to go into it all because I did on my other podcast. If you listen to my other podcast, Um, there's some stuff. I have not, but I do. Uh, Does that make sense? I do listen to the, the, so talk to me. Mm-hmm. I have not listened to this latest episode. Okay. So I go so. into detail with kind of some of the stuff that's been going on um, in the Broccolo household um, dun, and, and dun, some stuff that dun. I've been working through. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just because it would take a long time to go into all of that, I don't necessarily want to discuss it here. But if you'd like, if you're interested in my personal life, um, then you can go listen to that episode. Um, so th- th- that's part of the reason why. Life has been crazy. Um, but the other part is that I, I've just been working a lot this week because we had another uh, kind of worship leader guy come in from Chicago, and he had a concert on Friday night at our church and then led music at our services on Sunday morning. Um, so it was a lot of fun. He was a really great guy. It was, it was him and his wife, really, um, and their band was there on Friday, and then it was just the two of them on Sunday morning. And uh, it it was it was really cool. His name is John Guerra, 
he played with the um the vertical worship band they have a few albums out if you're mm-hmm. you know familiar with some of like contemporary christian worship music um and it was it was really good like he he's a really talented musician and vocalist as is his wife as well and uh it, he he was just a really cool dude like super personable like willing to do whatever he could to make things easy like just it's a church term but he had a real servant's heart which is really mm-hmm. cool for someone who like is coming to play at your church you know what i mean like i i've been trying to describe it to to people and it's like i don't expect musicians to be divas but at the same time i just feel like if we're hosting you like i want to take care of everything for you so that you can you know just chill and he was just i mean all of them uh, they were just very much like, what can we do to, you know, help out and whatever. And it was just really cool. Had a good time. It was, it was a lot of work though. So just, you know, prepping for uh, them to be here and then uh, the actual concert itself and then resetting for Sunday and stuff like that. So um, mm. I, it, it, it was a lot more hours than usual this week at work. So then I just assume that things will, I'll be able to chill for a little bit because I've just had a crazy week and, that's not the case for a number of reasons that we won't go into. Uh, we, we were talking before the podcast. I just have some information that I can't share on the air. So I apologize. Um, oh, done. Classified. Done. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's nothing. Maybe, maybe I'll talk about it next time. I don't know. I don't know if it'll come up. Yeah. Will it have long lasting effects? Who knows? Possibly. Never know. But you, you just never. That's why. That's why everybody needs to listen to next episode. Exactly. So, like the Teaser. see see what. Yeah, see good radio right there, Josh. <laughs> next time, good on radio. The backlog breakdown. So, so until then, you want to jump into the backlog report? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. All right, Okay, here we go. Lots to report on. Lots to report on. Actually, I don't have that much to report on. Do you want to report first? Mm, yeah, I'll go first. Go um, as far as books go, uh, read a little bit of uh, that the company we keep. Mm-hmm. What I'm noticing, you know, friend of the show, Luke Parker, picked up a copy and he was sort nice. of reading through it. And it's it's short, so he bumped right through it. And uh, he and I were texting back and forth a little bit about it. And he said, uh, you know, he was like, uh, he, he he thanked me for the recommendation. And he was like, I asked him what he thought. And he said, like, you know, there, it's not anything like mind blowing. I think like there's some, there are some good insights. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that um, if you are fortunate enough to have a few good friends, like real good friends, within the church you're already experiencing some of that and i and i think like um i uh, there's a part of me that like hopes that like for anybody who reads that book like they're going to be able to look at least one or two relationships that they have within the church and say like no i am experiencing some of this and the trick is really in a lot of ways like learning to cultivate that relationship with other people as well Mm um but uh, it, you know, it's sort of, it's just sort of echoing sort of a lot of what I've already experienced. Um, 
as far as uh, like Valley of Vision reading, honestly, last week was real hit and miss with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I apologize for anybody who was doing that alongside with me. Uh, but uh, I did get up this morning and I've I sort of sat down. And so uh, if anybody didn't see my Instagram post, I, I filled out my one journal and I have this nice, it's a super adult one that looks mm-hmm. like a Nintendo controller. And the buttons all stick out. It's like it's like this. Rub, it's awesome. Uh, nice. My nieces and my nephew got it for me for Christmas um, because they're really cool kids. Um, <laughs> um, the you know all my nieces and nephews are cool kids, but the ones uh, on on my wife's side are the ones who got this for me. So, uh, but I so I I started breaking in the new journal and uh, I sort of used that as an opportunity to do a little bit of, like mid course correction. And I, I sat down and sort of planned out some quiet time and family worship, like, format stuff. And nice. And so, um, just, you, you know, basically, it's it's sort of a, if you don't have a plan, you're if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail sort of thing. Yep. Where I'm just sort of, it's nothing, it's, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing really <laughs> in-depth or super intense, but it's like, just brief structures like uh we're going to be you know my wife and i we're we're presbyterians so we're going to be chiefly using i've i've decided to use the westminster confession and Mm -hmm. the shorter and larger catechisms as sort of the jumping off points for devotions and family worship uh i'm incorporating the valley of vision uh reading stuff uh prayers through that and uh, i brought it up uh that prayer mate app I updated that, and uh, so I'll, I'll, you know, I added more stuff. Like as as each week goes, I I grab the bulletin from church and I throw all my info into PrayerMate, and then it helps me sort of just cycle through prayer requests when I pull that down. So, That's uh, awesome. reading has been kind of meh. Uh, it's been okay, but not great. Uh, memorization was sort of a tank. There were a couple of days. It's just, and again, it's sort of like, I think with this sort of formalizing and just sort of saying like, writing down and saying, okay, like I'm going to carve out X, Y, and Z times, blah, 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 blah. Like, hopefully I'll just be able to sort of just, yeah, not hopefully, I, I'm trying to resolve myself to implement this. So, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, uh, you know, the only game I've been playing really is Earthbound. Um uh-huh. I've been playing it in short bursts because that's what handheld gaming and uh, save states are for. <laughs> and so I've been I've been playing it on my 3ds. And oh, okay, uh, cool. So I'll you know I'll I'll take it I'll take my 3ds to work with me um, sometimes, and I'll play it on my lunch break if I don't have anything else to sort of do or if you y- you know. Like, so I've been playing it like, you know, 15, 20 minute bursts for the most part. And then sometimes like today I, I carved out a little bit more time at one point and, uh, yeah, sometimes I'll play it before I go to bed. So I am currently, Mm -hmm. I just, uh, Pooh just joined the party. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. Is that how, how like far in the game am I? I? That's a good chunk into the game. Yeah. I want to say two-thirds done with it but i could be wrong so i mean if i if i knuckle down and I sort of power through it i can be done with it before the end of june yeah yeah okay. for sure especially because okay. how long have you been playing it 
did you just start it up again two weeks ago <sighs> yeah pretty much yeah like i think when yeah, we talked it, it. when we talked about it like i had just sort of like i said i just play it in sort of like short bursts and mm-hmm. a little bit before bed uh so yeah no you got it man you can you got it what so, do you have any kind of initial thoughts on it you don't mind um, me asking yeah i mean i like it it's it's charming um i can definitely see how like it is very much like of a, a game of its era mm-hmm. but in a way that i think is it has like a very 90s feel and just like the humor is like sort of offbeat and weird enough yeah like um there's that the the one like sort of like it's a side quest or whatever but you can find the contact lens in the desert yeah <laughs> and if you take it to the guy he he you get a pair of stinky socks like i'm like Dude, this is worthless but then i i you end up using them uh in combat i mean the the one sort of like complaint or frustration i have is the inventory system oh yes it's kind of like mm-hmm. it's trash yeah i do not like it <laughs> yeah um, but other than that, I, I mean, I think th- there are a lot of really clever things about the game. I really do mm-hmm. like the, uh, spoilers. Like I did like a little bit of like snooping and if it doesn't, is there gear for poo or is it pretty much like, can you just equip like regular gear on him or no, or does he have his own special stuff? I honestly don't even remember. I know I know he does take some special stuff, but I don't remember if you can use regular stuff as well. I know that like the most powerful weapon in the game is his. Right. But yes. I um, did not get it on my playthrough, by the way. I didn't even care to get it. So sorry. I might I might like look in I might try like depending on sort of how the progress I make this week, I may try to grind for it. Because it's one of those things where and again, sort of the cleverness of the game. And I'm sure that like uh when we talk about this with Paul on the Retro Zoo, um mm-hmm. like it'll come up. But it's like I do like that whole like the way that like you can just run into enemies that you're you're way over leveled and it's like, no, they don't they're not this isn't even a fight and it's just like it's an auto kill. Yeah. And I'm like I'm like, I like that that's that's clever i like that you know i feel like that i feel like it stuff like that the 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 game the elements like that in the design are really good yeah so yeah um i liked but being I, able I, to play with one hand too but that was just me like using the l trigger as an a yeah i just discovered that like well and L, the way the l trigger works too is like Instead of having to go into the menu, you can just roll up to something, check it, hit L, roll up to somebody, hit L, and it like it does like it sort of just cuts right through the menu, and it's like nope, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Actually, it is. I I am I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like it's it's been it's been pleasant. It's not like I'm like super head over heels, but I very much yeah. I I very much I'm like no, this is like yeah, it's it's good, it's good. Anyways, nice, nice. So. Oh, one more thing. So, yeah, I bought a game. Oh, all right then. Um, okay. So I I haven't talked about it a whole lot, but uh, final. I I think we talked about a little bit on our top tens episode. 
And we just briefly, but Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, the first one, was a bit of a, uh, I had a bit of a love affair with that game. Uh, I own the PSP version for my Vita. Like I have the, like you can play the PSP version, War of the Lions, mm-hmm. on your Vita. And so I have that. And it's like, I uh, was looking at it and Colin Moriarty, mm-hmm. uh, he was, he had sort of posted a video about it and, um. Yeah, I just was like, um, <laughs> you did it. I just, yeah, I pulled the trigger on it, and I just, uh, it was like, there's this game called Fell Seal, mm-hmm. Mark of the Arbiter, and it was like twenty bucks or whatever, and I was just like, I, you know, I've been good for the most part. Like, you know, I did pick up some stuff with birthday money, yeah, so that technically didn't count against me in the. Uh, the backlog golf, but this one, I just like, I mean, there may be a few other games that I end up like, you know, Borderlands three, I keep sort of giving it the side eye. Um, the, uh, links, uh, awakening. Yeah. I, I keep giving that the side eyeball. Yeah. Um, so there's some stuff coming out this year that I'm kind of like, okay, like maybe, but, Mm -hmm. um, so I haven't played it yet. I I mean I've already taken the point for playing it, but I oh, haven't okay. played it okay. yet. Nice. Um, but I fully intend to just sort of spin it up and and sort of get into it at some point in time. Yeah. Uh, so nice. Yeah. <laughs> you sound frustrated. Well, but... it's one of those things. I'm glad I have it, and I'm sure that I will enjoy it. But it, at the same time, I was like. It's like that's sort of like the, the buyer's remorse. Like okay. five seconds okay. after I did it, I was yeah. like, "Why?" <laughs> like did I probably I really? could have just waited, and yeah. but I felt like Nate has been a good boy for the most yeah. part. Yeah. It was okay. Like, um, so I I put it on. I have one of those PlayStation credit cards, and mm-hmm. I had a little. I had uh, a fairly. You know, I've been paying on it pretty consistently, so I had a little bit of balance, and I just was like, okay. And so I just, yeah. Anyways, so gotcha. yeah. Shame on me. I did not <laughs> I did not meet my goal of, of not technically buying any games this year. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess if that's what she set out to do. I know I... I how do I put this? I my goal was not not to buy anything because I thought that that was almost impossible because I know myself and when stuff goes on sale, I really really want to you know I, I really like getting good deals. What can I say? Um, so I'm I'm just happy that it's only been a few games this year that I've purchased. Um, the yeah. frustrating thing is like just knowing that like oh if I actually play this though then I'm gonna get more a more the, positive the score. negative the negative point or the yeah the the points you don't want exactly yes that yeah the the so, the positive points yes mm-hmm. yeah because that's that's how I felt after and I talked about this um when I picked up the Street Fighter collection is like that would totally destroy uh, a lot. <laughs> of my score just because there's so many games in that collection. Um I did play it, but I played it in a with my brother, so it was kind of like a multiplayer setting. So I didn't take any points for that because it wasn't like 
actually me trying to play the game. You know what I mean? Like that was a rule, yeah. right? Social play doesn't something count. like that. Something like that. So, and it like, really, I, I mean, it was less than an hour. <laughs> So, so if, I mean, like if somebody wants to contest it, they can bring that, it up in the Facebook group. That's true. And we will, we will allow the judge to make that call. That's true. I, I could have sworn that that was talked about, but I don't, I don't remember. I can't specifically state where that was determined. Um, and yeah, if it is wrong, well, then I guess I'll take probably like three points because we cycled through a couple of the different games, but. Meh. Anyways. Meh. Anyways. Anyways. Your report. Um, okay. Yes. So things that I have to talk about. Um, not much this week, honestly. So uh you started with books. Let's start with books. Let's let's do it. Um I haven't really read any books. Um I have continued in the institutes making, you know, little bits of progress okay. there. Um and it's always interesting when I pick it up. Like it's yeah. It, yeah, it's just good. It's, it comes recommended. You should read it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Institute's making progress. I haven't started any new books. Um, I don't remember. The last one that I finished, um, I don't remember if I talked about it last episode. I should have just... I've been meaning to listen to the beginning of the last episode, and I don't remember if I even mentioned it, but The Masculine Mandate by Richard mm-hmm. Phillips. Um Yeah. Yeah, that that was the last one. I, I yeah, I think I did actually bring it up because I was saying that I was probably gonna listen to it again, um, and I haven't because I've been clearing out a bunch of podcast episodes that had backed up, and so that's what I've been listening to as opposed to actual books. Um, so not much there. Uh, you know, you you mentioned how you're going through the Valley of Vision, talked about in the group how you're going about that as well. And like leading up to June, I was like, that sounds awesome. I totally should. That's great. And I haven't at all. And June is almost over. So I'm terrible. Um, I mean, the, the, the thing about the way, like just then for anybody, like the way that I, I did sort of lay out those first four weeks, that can be implemented at any point in time. And th- those resources are available. So my thing is, like, it, I just wanted to encourage anybody who might be interested to take a look at it. Mm-hmm. So Joe Thorne's system, I think, is is a good one. I think in some ways it's a little impractical mm-hmm. for me because um, I have, like, the nice leather-bound version of oh, the Valley of Vision. Yeah. Like, it's it's like it's not like a suit, but it's, it was, like, 20 bucks instead of, like, okay. 10. Yeah. But, um, and... Like, I don't really want to cart that thing around with me in case, like, it gets wet or beat up or, yeah. like, like it's got nice pages and I don't, you know, I don't want to get that, like, yeah. I throw books, like, I throw stuff in my bag and it just gets banged up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, but anyways. Yeah. So. No, that, that totally makes sense. And I might, um, actually what I was thinking about even, you know, coming, uh, th- knowing that we were going to record today and taking a look at some of my report, um, th- thinking through this, what I really need to do, you know, July is coming up. So that's the halfway point of the year. I need to reassess my like goals for the year that I made back in January and reassess sort of like hmm. how I spend my time. I know that, you know, like you could do that anytime. But really just kind of spend some time um, 
just to to see how I should structure my days and things. So like, yeah, if I do want to go for the Valley of Vision, like, okay, around what time would I do it in the morning and in the afternoon, in the evening? Just, I guess, I guess it's actually like what you said earlier, just kind of that idea of um, if you don't have a goal, then you're not going to reach it, obviously. Um, so failure, failure to plan is planning to fail. There you is, go. I, someone else probably said that I'm, I'm, See what I'm doing right now is nobody can tell. Is you mentioned the masculine mandate, and I'm like, I swear I have this in my Audible library, and so I'm just oh, like, nice. I'm like, I'm, I'm, uh, maybe I don't. No, I have the Dude's Guide to Marriage, ah, which is not what I was. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just never gonna look heard it up of that one. I was like, where did I get that? Um, ha! Ha! I don't have it. That's a bummer. Well, no, I added it to my wish list. Okay. Done. Funny story. If you go search for the Dude's Guide to Manhood, and uh, if you take a look, I'm looking at the Amazon um, page for it, and the the front cover of the book um, is just like a silhouette of some glasses and a big beard. And... It it looks like you. Just saying. Hmm. It, I mean, well, there's no well, there's no hair on top of the head, so no hairstyle. But well, you of- know what I'll do is maybe maybe if I remember, I'll take a picture, I'll find the cover, and I'll like screenshot and just like post them side by side and say like coincidence. I think not. <laughs> there you go. I I think not, sirs. Um. Oh, Anyways, yeah. Dude's Guide to Marriage is done by the same guy. But mm-hmm. yeah, Dude's Guide to Manhood is the one that I was looking at for the silhouette. Anyways, we have gone down that rabbit trail for, for quite long enough. Um, so you I were saying? clearing out bo- podcasts. Yes, yeah. Primarily um, episodes of The Dividing Line, Dr. James okay. White's podcast. Um, I, I hadn't listened to it in a couple months. And so that is quite a number because he does like two a week and they're generally like, I don't know, an hour and a half ish. They are depending. chunky. So yeah, that was That's actually I used to listen like I this is before he went over to Sermon Audio or whatever, pretty mm-hmm. exclusively. But I used to listen to it fairly extensively and then was like, okay, like after a while I'm like three hours is like okay, enough. Like Yeah. Yeah. It's just a lot. For sure. I mean, I have like ninety eight episodes of renewing <laughs> your mind. And that thing's only like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, eh. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I, I, they started to pile up and I was just like, okay, like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna nip this in the bud. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, and I, I'm a Presbyterian, so we, we don't need to pay attention to what you silly Baptists think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm being well. facetious for anybody who's <laughs> listening. I I admire and respect not only Josh but other Baptists, <laughs> including Doctor White. I'm just if you want to send me hate mail, I'll just laugh at you and call you silly. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, so, anyways, anyways. Um, yeah, that's that's primarily what I've been listening to and and or reading. Um, 
Yeah, not very much progress in in memorization either. That's another one of those things where I need mm-hmm. to just like um, sit down and kind of reassess the way. Because I do think that um, getting a little personal here. Um, ever since I've been off of school, like you know, for the first couple weeks, uh, there, there, I mean, there was definitely some stuff that I needed to knock out around the house um, because mm-hmm. I had the extra time. But I kind of let myself be a little lax in certain areas just because like, okay, mm-hmm. I actually have some free time. I'll chill. Whether it was video games, you know, play a little bit more than usual or I don't know, just anything, you know, just goof off around the house, whatever it is. Um, I, I And that has kind of turned into like, oh, well, that's the normal Josh, right? And so I'm, I'm thinking, no, I, I should probably like, plan out a bit better and and get myself more disciplined. I mean, there's some things that I've still stuck with, like, a, I don't know, like working out and stuff like that. But um, just in other areas, I've noticed I've, I've mm-hmm. allowed myself to get a little mentally flabby. I know that sounds weird, but I just mean a little undisciplined in certain areas. Nip it in so, the bud. Yes, yes. So... I, I I apologize. I had a little bit of a Barney Fife thing just get stuck in my head. You ever you watch the Andy Griffith show? Uh, no, not like growing re- up. With I've seen okay. a few episodes. I I watched. I mean, I know the uh, the introduction to the show, but I didn't really watch much of the what much of it. Yeah, what what the guy who played Barney Fife, or maybe that's the actor's name. I can't remember, but it was a, there was a line. Nip it in the bud, and just he'd say it in that really awkward screech. And I was just like, "You got to cut that. You got to cut that mental flab out before it makes your brain fat." Exactly, exactly. It's okay, so according to Wikipedia, Barney is the fictional character. So there okay. You go. Also, just because I didn't mention it earlier, I checked Google. Uh, Charlotte is in North Carolina, so apologize to anyone in North or South Carolina. We messed up earlier. Sorry, uh, I'm a Yankee. I mean, I I've just never been to either of the Carolinas, so I don't know. I have some good friends there, but I can't keep North and South straight. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense. Well, to me. and apparently, if he is in Charlotte, where he's at, mm-hmm. it's like it's sort of like apparently Charlotte is close if it is charlotte it, at all at this point in time i have no idea but <laughs> wherever he is it's very close to the border between the two okay and so he has ha. some he has some stuff above the border and some stuff below the border dang if if i remember correctly he's just all Which, over the carolinas and 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 texas so. uh, yeah that's right that's right coming into texas too nice that's but cool. i have established that at times i do have a case of the dumbs so <laughs> nah. I mean I but, didn't know either. So we can be dumb together. Um okay, yay! so so that's reading, memorization, all that fun stuff. Um in terms of video games, I have focused on one game just like you. Um but it's not Earthbound because I already beat Earthbound last year. Um I've been playing Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And nice. I've been playing through the campaign and it is much much larger than i expected um i had i had put in probably a good like seven or eight hours into that mode um before you mean the world of light mode yes yeah okay world of light okay and uh so i figured oh you know i'm getting towards the end or whatever 
at this point I've put in probably 30 hours and I'm, Holy. I'm finally at the end. Um, the, like I, I don't know. I mean, unless they, they go and pull the rug out from under me, but, um, minor spoilers, if you don't mind, I don't think you've hmm. done world of life. Okay. So when I, I'm about, I'm about eight or nine hours in. Okay. So when you get to the, the boss, when you actually get to the boss of the world of light, well, then it opens up the world of dark and you have to go through the world of dark. And so then you fight the boss of the world of dark. And I thought I had beaten, this was actually earlier today that I beat him. And then it opens up kind of the final area. And I'm like, oh, okay, there's more. Um, and I've really enjoyed it. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, it's fun to to build up your spirits and equip different things. Like, like I think it's it's a very fun and inventive way to play. It has definitely like given me my money's worth. I mean, thirty hours on a fighting mm-hmm. game—that's pretty crazy. Um, and I've stayed this same character the entire time, so I'm not playing it right. I know you're supposed to like play the field, but I've learned um, what's his face, Simon Belmont. Okay. And I've played as him the entire time through the world of light. And I, I Well you you don't get him until like a little bit, so you played as someone else for a that's while. That's true. Right? That's true. Um it, now I, I don't remember how you Yeah, that's right. I so I must have started off as Lucina, if I could have. Maybe I was Mario at first. Because I when I played uh the Wii U Smash Brothers, I I mostly played as Lucina. She was my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, because you didn't have to be very precise and all her moves are pretty simple, uh, in terms of just, you know, like sword slashes and stuff. Um, but then, yeah, when I unlocked Simon, then I, I've just played as him since. So yeah, I guess since, since picking it up again over the past couple weeks, I've only played as Simon and I really like his moveset. Um, the only problem with him is that he like, I, I don't know what you call it. I don't know if any of our listeners are like big Smash players, but in my in my head, it's recovery. It's like actually getting back to the stage after you've gotten, you know, mm-hmm. knocked off pretty far. He is not good in the air, like like he just uh, he only has his up smash, and then you know you can do the little air dodge, but there's there's not much more that you can do to get back on the stage. So that sucks. But the rest of it, I can. I don't know. I. I've done pretty well for myself, I think. So I've, mm-hmm. I'm digging it. Smash Brothers. If you've ever, you know, I know you probably haven't heard of this game. I know it's another one of my niche games that I'm totally into. But <laughs> it's a fun oh one. Oh my. It's a fun one. And there's like so much more in the game too, like different modes and stuff that I haven't even really gotten into, um, which is crazy. It's a huge game. But No, I, I, I was actually be, with... I'm going to find out when the hero from the Dragon Quest games oh, yeah. becomes playable, and then I'll probably crack that bad boy open again and play me some hero. Nice. Um, Did you get the, the the season pass DLC? Whatever? Yeah, okay, when, cool. when I when I got it, I was like, uh, I, I, I dumped the money on the season pass. Nice. So. Nice. That's cool. Um, that's cool. Yeah. I was just like, this roster already has 70 characters. Why do I need more? <laughs> but that's, yeah. that's a personal thing. But it's like, I can be the hero from Dragon Quest. Yeah. So. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently Banjo-Kazooie as well. So that's cool. Yeah. Who cares about Banjo-Kazooie? 
<laughs> I I don't personally have any ties to him as a character. I I didn't actually like those games, even though we had both of them. Um, but my brothers liked them, so. Yeah, the collectathon <laughs> platformers just weren't. Well, it's like I've already talked about like Mar- like they're fine. Yeah, but like they're just not my thing. Yeah. So I always felt like they were slow. Yeah, honestly, if I were to play them now, I would probably enjoy them a lot more. But when I was a kid, I was just yeah. like, eh, eh, I don't care. I want the immediacy of something. And yeah, collecting stuff just wasn't my wasn't my thing. Anyways, um, yeah, Smash Brothers is good. I have not gotten any of the DLC, but um, I mean, we'll see what we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, I'm not necessarily inclined to. Again, because I've really kind of focused on Simon Belmont and a couple characters. Like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But good times, hmm. my dude. Hmm. Um, I, I will say hmm. after hmm. last episode, talking about our top tens, it's definitely, I have a few games picked out to, to tackle next. You know, I, I have ever since Octopath Traveler, I haven't touched another um big fat jrpg actually i take that back because uh mother or earthbound beginnings played through that one Mm. um but you know i'm getting the itch again that's it but that's like a baby rpg like that's like 30 hours right yes that's true that's true it's not a big that's not a 70 hour beefy boy exactly you're right you were that is very much the case um so i'm i'm thinking well you know what? I won't say it. I'll just say I'm thinking I'll play one of the games that were on your list. That's all I'm going to say. Listeners mm. who, who listened intently last week might know what I'm talking mm. about. But, mm. yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I I have an idea. <laughs> an idea. Nice. Um, sweet. Cool. Yeah. No, I... Uh, should we... I know that we've sort of briefly talked about it sort of off mic. Mm-hmm. Um, but so what? what's, I guess, July and August, Wesley doesn't have anything lined up yet for the backlog busters, breakers, whatever we're calling that, mm-hmm. that sort of project. Um, but you and I, <clears throat> excuse me, and everybody already knew about October. I started to get a little squeaky there that we're doing a Silent Hill playthrough. Mm-hmm. Is it Silent Hill 2? Yes. Correct? Yeah. We're doing the Silent Hill 2 playthrough. But, and and this is referencing um, the, our top 10 episode, but Psychonaut September. Um, I pitched that to you, and I, you know, I'm just sort of throwing that out there and just saying, like, anybody who's listening... Uh, this gives you plenty of time to responsibly navigate your backlogs and finances. And if you own this and haven't played it, you should play it with Josh and me in September. The same. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It should be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Uh, so yeah, that's a little ways out, but, but, but you can prepare yourself. Take your point now. If you don't already own it, I do. So I will actually, well, you're, be- you're, your two points because you That's, one for buying it and then one for playing it. Well, but you don't have to play it until September. So. Well, yeah, take your point now for buying it yeah. and then take your point in September for playing it. Yeah, but, prepare yeah. to take your point in September. Nate, Nate talks so good. <laughs> um, well, 
I don't have like an, a, like a really good segue for our topic. I mean, did you? Well, before we did you have anything else? No, nope. was that no? Nope, that was okay. it. I mean, although I say that, I'm done with the report. Um, we don't have to go into this at all. Uh, but what I do at least want to say is that man, um, after Nintendo's E3 showing, it's going to be very hard to stay at my current point tally for the rest of the year. That's all I'll say. There's some, there's some good stuff coming. There are a few that really sort of like my, my ears pricked up, my eyebrows sort of like shot up. Mm -hmm. Uh, We already mentioned Link's Awakening. Mm -hmm. Um, That one I'm like very keen on. Uh, The Secret of Mana or the Mana Collection. Yeah. Um, I've been like eyeballing that. Like that's just been getting like a very hard side eye and not even because I recently played, I recently played the adventure of mana uh, remake that they did. Um, and that's okay. I felt like that was actually a pretty consistent trans. Like I had played the adventure of mana years ago. Okay. I felt like that was a pretty consistent translation. The trophy list for that is atrocious because it's super grindy Ah. and garbage and it makes me angry. Um, and yeah, maybe someday I'll go back and do it, but it is highly unlikely. Uh, I have the Secret of Mana remake. I uh, I picked that up when they announced it. Um, so, and I I didn't play a ton of it, uh, but I I think I would prefer to just play. I I think the sprite work in that game is so good, so yeah. I'd rather just play the sixteen uh, bit version. Uh, but then, basically, them saying oh, we're going to bring over Second Setsu Three with translated, and I'm like, oh! yes. you know, there's a there was a part of me that just like kind of like I was like that I was like, oh oh oh, well done, well done, Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. about 20 years later than I wanted you to do it, <laughs> but I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, yeah, and there's some weird stuff. Like, I mean, it was a late Super Nintendo game. But I also heard that there were issues because the you know like the Japanese characters take up less less space on the cartridge basically. So mm-hmm. to translate it into English, obviously you have to pour money into the actual translation. But then you have to add those characters into the game, and that would have caused issue. Like there wasn't enough space on the cartridge or something, or you'd have to have a bigger cartridge. It would have mm-hmm. cost more. Like I get that there were issues when it was originally released. Not that I even would have gotten it when it was originally released anyway. Um, but there, so that collection, the collection of Mana, um, was like an early Switch game in Japan. And they had recently just announced that, the, that it was coming to PAL territories, like within the last month or so. And so there was some speculation of like, oh, is it going to come to America? They haven't said anything. You know, there's, there is the English version coming to PAL. Um, but then when they when they finally kind of uh, confirmed that it was coming to America also, it's just like, oh, that is so awesome because uh, I know I've heard varying things about the third one. I've heard it's the best in the series. I've also heard um, it's not as good as Secret of Mana. Um, but frankly, I don't care. I'm just glad we're getting it. Like you said, yeah. it, like I just yeah. and, and part of me like just wants to buy it just to show my support, you know? Yeah, um, so no, that's, that's pretty much... I'm like, yeah, no, bring over Secret of Evermore. Yeah. And other other things. Did you ever play Secret of Evermore? Yeah, I own it. I never finished it, but I own it. It's weird. 
but I liked it. Yeah, that was actually, that was kind of my earthbound as a kid of just like, okay. you know, this is, it was set in podunk. Yeah, just like earthbound, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, just kind of typical kind of American kid and then wacky stuff happens. It's not quite mm-hmm. as wacky as Earthbound. Like it's, it doesn't have as much character, yeah. um, but it 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 gave that that sense of like things are normal and things are not normal at all. Mm-hmm. If you understand mm-hmm. what that means. Um, oh, <clears throat> what were you gonna say? No, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking of like, man, we probably ought to, at some point in time, like just sort of go through like games that we wish we would have beaten or ah dang you know because there's there's just a lot of stuff in the super nintendo era that like i go back and i'm like i really wish i would have played a beat in this yeah um but i did not so yeah that's true hmm. um, i mean in every era but yeah it happens <laughs> i mean like i said i have a huge hole for like gamecube games in general that uh, mm-hmm. that era of gaming um oh i was gonna say so so you mentioned collection of mana the only other one just because i mean we talked about this a little bit on twitter so go follow us on twitter if you want to hear kind of our thoughts as they come especially on stuff like news um you know that people are talking about on twitter we kind of do some interaction with that sort of stuff not necessarily what the podcast is for um but one that i completely forgot to mention on twitter was the remake of legend of dragoon not no 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 uh panzer Panzer dragoon Dragoon. not legend of dragoon Mm -hmm. i don't care about that game uh panzer dragoon yeah uh i just thought that's pretty cool that was crazy that they even decided to do that um it's pretty exciting i think just because you don't see that style of game Mm -hmm. very often you know it's like Star Fox, basically um but with dragons yes yeah and so i i just think that that's awesome that they are re-releasing it and it's another one that has me highly tempted. Again, e- even if it's not, even if it's not the greatest game in the world, like just to pick it up, just to show, like, yes, this, do more of this. Like, like old games that are hard to get, redo those because mm-hmm. I want to play them. So mm-hmm. you know, something like a like a what Valkyrie Profile, you know, something like that oh, would be amazing. Be be still my heart. Be so. still my heart. Um. Yeah, dude, uh, you know, uh, I I don't want to, like, get too sidetracked, but, like, E3 yeah. was full of ple- pleasant surprises. Y- you know, I, I I may have mentioned it, but I was not a super big fan of the uh, Double Fine Studios being made a Microsoft exclusive studio, or, yeah. you know, be- becoming a Microsoft studio, but... It's sort of looking like the way that Microsoft's going is that there there's going to be some sort of like cross platform, so like title sharing between them and Nintendo. Yeah. So, and and honestly, like Double Fine stuff probably would would fit pretty, I think, pretty well into the Nintendo ecosphere. So, yeah. I'm not crazy. Like, I'm not going to go crazy over it yet. But like, yeah, I mean, I was. I was kind of stoked to see a little bit more of uh, the Outer Worlds, and uh, I mm-hmm. think that game looks really cool. Um, and and the Keanu Reeves, like I didn't I didn't watch much <laughs> of it live, but the Keanu Reeves sort of like he is just a meme machine. 
he's just such a sweetheart, man. Yeah, like, he is. I mean, like, um, and and like every time I read something about him and just like how he's not like a, a pretentious tool mm-hmm. is, and like he's just not super up his own rear end you know yeah. I, I don't know if that's the right that's not a nice way <laughs> but he's just like he just seems like a nice guy and right. um i don't know it was kind of cool seeing him being tied to the cyberpunk 2077 um so you know there was some cool stuff but yeah, definitely. There was definitely a bunch of stuff that sort of like Nintendo for me. There was a bunch of stuff that they threw out there that sort of like I just actually went today and just added a bunch of stuff to my wish list on <laughs> my Switch. I was like, nice. I just was like, oh yeah, I want to be checking this out and this out and this out and that out and this and more of that and but yeah, yeah, that that but. that's about right. Um, yeah, there there was definitely tons of cool stuff at E3 for sure. Lots of stuff that I'm looking forward to, even if I'm not gonna purchase it day one. Um, but mm-hmm. man, oh man, it the future looks bright. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's mm-hmm. what you were talking about was Keanu Reeves. I was actually just talking about him with my sister uh, last night. Funny enough, um, yeah, and I think it just it. it I enjoy it really is just kind of like this these are his like 15 minutes of fame cuz he's in like three or four different movies that are coming out. You know, Bill and Ted 3 was confirmed, <laughs> Toy Story 4 just came out. Um John in, Wick 3 yep. came out a little bit ago and there was some yeah. Netflix movie as well. And so now he's in Cyberpunk 2077. So it's just it seems like all these things like right now is peak Keanu Reeves if that makes I mean you know, you can compare to like the matrix or whatever. That's fine. But I just mean like for a re- for a Keanu Reeves resurgence, now is the time. And I'm happy for the mm-hmm. guy because uh, like you said, he is just a wholesome dude, which is just super cool. Yeah. He's just like a, a sweetheart. Like, y- you know, he just seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. Did you, have you have you seen the meme that talks about um, what like fourteen different women have come forward, um, who have worked with Keanu Reeves and testified that he is a nice person and treated them with respect. I have not seen said meme, but I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. So what did we want to talk about today? We wanted to talk about video games and childishness, maybe mm-hmm. something like kind, that? kind of. Um, hmm. What's the best way to put this? Like, I think at at some point in time, especially if you're on like Reformed Facebook and you're in any of like the the variety of Reformed or Christian sort of. Um, different Facebook hobby groups. So like the reformed gamers and stuff. And we've all seen like that meme or something or, or 
we've all at some point in time and 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 if you haven't heard this you know well then just you know count your lucky stars and praise <laughs> god for his kindness but uh at some point in time somebody always and what was the, the was it 13 first corinthians 13 11 is that what yes we, mm-hmm. um but somebody will roll that out and say when i when i became a man i put away childish things and of course Every screeching fanboy in, in all these groups sort of rears their collective heads and says, Brr, well, what about football or this or that? And, and you know, mm-hmm. and of course, we, we can't sort of take some of the criticism that may or may not be merited. Um, mm-hmm. But, it, you know, and it is sort of tired and it is sort of like hard to hear. Um, but... Uh, sort of in thinking about that, I think one of the other things that I we 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 talked about and what we came across was a there's a C.S. Lewis quote that we has sort of popped up, and um, you know the, I feel like it's sort of within our wheelhouse to to talk about these things because in a lot of ways video games I mean in, it, they're they're sort of a toy thing in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that. Yeah, definitely, you know, not all video games are for for kids and stuff like that. But um, so I had it up, 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 up. I had it up, and for whatever reason, it didn't want to. Um, but uh, there's a C.S. Lewis quote that says, "When I became a man, I put away childish things, including the fear of childishness and the desire to be very grown up." And I think there's a legitimate sort of like leverage point here that we can sort of engage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think just in, in light of how we've, we've been trying to think through and approach all of this is that there is a way that you can re- wisely and um, respectably and le- leverage this hobby. Ho- hobby. Gee. <laughs> oh, we're getting, um, getting off to a great start. But it's this idea where um, we sort of instantly allow these things to be painted as childish or foolish or whatever. And I think think I think there's a better way to think through that passage of scripture rather than just saying, well, now that I'm a grown-up, I need to put away X, Y, and Z things because this is what I did when I was a kid. And instead of sort of just turning this into like a checklist, there's a, a, a way that we can approach that scripture and really let it do some of the... Because I think what Lewis is saying there too is is good. And I, I think in that same... The, the, in the, the, the more fleshed out version of that quote, he talks about how like, you know, as, as a child, like he used to read fairy stories and you know fairy tales and then he ends up coming back to them as an adult um and and i guess what he's sort of like there's a there is a a a way of pursuing a false maturity that sort of involves scoffing at anything sort of simple or delightful or Mm -hmm. what would be perceived as childish um like and listen, I'm not talking like listen. There, there's some people who are sort of like stuck in like their preteens. Like, uh, there's that that Steve Carell movie, Forty Year Old Virgin, mm-hmm. and it's like, yo, he is just a giant man child, and he needed to grow up. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and that's that's all the commentary that I will. I think there's there's a way that we can sort of yes, like there there is a way to sort of like say like hey, you got a bunch of like toy junk and stuff here, man, and like you're you're sort of living foolishly. But I think I, I guess like just my general perspective when I read a passage like this is not to look for like the I I feel like this sort of like you, you know you're being a man you need to do man stuff and make sure you just work yourself into the ground and dirt, 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 you know and like mm-hmm. i feel like that's like real low-hanging fruit rather than i think what this passage is is should do more more so is challenge us to maybe think a little more critically about how we're engaging things and and to provoke us to pursue wisdom here does mm-hmm. that am i making sense or does that does that pile of crazy did, did it come out crazier no i i think it's good and i really appreciate that you've kind of set some boundaries already because um it could i mean the conversation could easily go one of two ways right i mean if if you like me have grown up kind of in a fundamentalist christian culture if that makes any sense then yeah certain things like video games are deemed as just childish outright it's just assumed that's something a child does. You know, you're living in a fantasy world, and so that that is childish. Um, so there's that side of of this conversation. And then the, on the other side of the conversation, I feel like is the reaction to that, where, um, like, like you had mentioned, I mean, it's, it's kind of the people who do play video games who won't even acknowledge, th- like, that they can be simple pleasures. You know, that they don't acknowledge how much of their life they have devoted to video games and questioned whether or not that that is actually healthy and whether that is, you know, also like the Bible says, um, all things are permissible, but not all things are profitable, something like that. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think somewhere in between those two extremes are, you know, where, where we kind of want to land. Um, it's not a bad thing to consider either side of these arguments. Um, th- again, those extremes I think are, are extreme and, and you have to th- understand why you disagree with those, but they're pretty easily kind of shot down either way. Um, so I think kind of the, the work has to be done of, okay, where do, where do I fit? Where does my life kind of fit in between these two extremes? And how can I, how can I hold both of these things um knowing that no video games are not all childish things and yet at the same time i don't want it to let me i I don't want to let it overtake my life kind of thing um and so yeah i really do i I appreciate the way that lewis puts it because um kind of the quote that you shared talks about the um the fear of childishness and the, the desire to be grown up so that is um like you said, this this immature version of adulthood that is not immature because it refuses to grow up, but it's immature because it deems everything that has come before it as as lesser in some form, um, without mm-hmm. acknowledging kind of the foundations that you've come from. And um, you know, you used a word earlier. You said kind of this the simple things, and as I kind of have been thinking through this. I do think that is one of kind of the main thrusts of the difference between 
childish things. Um, again, not using that as a as a a negative term, but the way that you speak to a child, you speak in simple terms, um, and it it designates. But it sorry, but that is not again. It's not a bad thing. So it's okay um, for a mature adult to enjoy simple things. That that mm-hmm. simple things actually have value. The black and whites of life um, are actually valuable to understand as well. It doesn't all have to be shades of gray, and it doesn't all have to be. Um, well, let let me put it in terms of like movies nowadays. Um, I feel like a lot of people try to take kind of the basic types of stories, the types of hero stories superheroes are really popular right now and twist them in such a way so it's like oh well what if the good guy isn't really a good guy what if you know the struggles that he has makes him a bad guy and and what if we you know there's more to this story underneath it because this wouldn't happen in real life and real life has yeah all these complex things and while yes it does um if you're always looking for kind of the the dark side of things and and trying to turn things dark and gritty, you know, the dark and gritty reboot, um, th- that becomes draining. And in a way that is also immature because you no longer can appreciate just the simple good versus evil type of story. And now I feel like I've been rambling and I'm not sure that I've made any sense. <laughs> no, I think that that's a great way to sort of put it. Like you, you sort of like the, the sort of like the desire to be like gritty and realistic becomes cartoonish and it's sort of yeah. pursued to be taken seriously. It's like, dude, and and I I haven't watched it, but that that Superman, Batman versus Superman, and the the latest yeah. DC movies, like, I'm sorry, like, and and maybe this will offend a lot of people, but like, I do not watch or want to consume superhero movies that everything needs to be sort of have like a layer of grime just painted over it. Like you don't Superman, want to see Superman bleed. No Superman. Like th- that's the whole point. And it's like this whole, like, like, listen, I've read the source material. I've read Frank Miller's, you know, Batman <laughs> versus Superman. Like, uh, or what I forget. What, I don't think it was actually called Batman versus, but like the dark Knight returns or whatever. Like, which okay. is sort of what that is, that whole exchange is based off of. But, like, the the problem is, like, su- the, like Superman, like, listen, when you take, basically, Sir- Superman, who is, like, he's, yes, he's called a Boy Scout. He's, like, a paragon of virtue. He's basically, like, Captain America. And mm-hmm. you sort of turn him into this complex moral character. Like, you are in a way sort of undercutting the whole point like superman is the ideal that is to be striven for like we are we 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 all recognize that none of us are going to fly and we don't have superpower but like he's the the person we should all want to be and by saying look no he's a tortured soul and he's like you have completely and inherently misunderstood the character you've misunderstood the device because you are so foolishly and and i'm going to say this like i don't know if this is the right word but like it is infantile the way that you seek to be taken seriously like it makes it makes that whole portrayal much more 
childish in my opinion because it's like no we're serious we're gritty and we're it's true and it's and it's like no this is like and again like there was a period in my life where i wanted more grit because i felt like it was real and i recognize the the cartoonishness and the freakishness of that Mm -hmm. and that i think is like exactly what we're sort of like we're, we're sort of saying like there's a way to sort of pursue maturity that is incredibly immature and is actually juvenile and it's sort of like and and i would say i think like far more often than not that is sort of what we see in today's entertainment mm-hmm. like we're going to throw a bajillion f bombs in there and like listen this is coming from a guy who struggles with a potty mouth like i get sweary sometimes especially when i'm upset or frustrated um, and that is something that I, I have to repent of, but like, like it's, and, and, and part of the, like it, like there's a realization that when I get that way, like part of me just wants to be taken seriously, but I sound like a freaking cartoon. Like mm-hmm. I'm not behaving as a responsible adult. And so it's, it's sort of like, I guess that's sort of like the picture that I, I want to draw here. I think there's a way that we can sort of cast these things off and do it in a way that is immature and unwise and sort of say, like, I'm going to reject X, Y, and Z because it's the things I did as a child. And then I'm going to embrace all this other stuff because this is what men or adults do. And uh, you could be, like, in, in doing so, you are sort of making yourself a bit of a cartoon. Mm-hmm. A bit of a, a a caricature of of what a man should be. It's sort of like the the idea of like toxic like masculinity as being sort of like the super macho man who can like spit further than everybody else. He's slept with more women than everybody else. He's tougher. He's meaner. He farts louder. He drinks more beer. He's you know whatever sort of that metric is like mm-hmm. you you know like that's that's a way to put off childishness. That is, in fact, um, very foolish, and at its core is rooted in immaturity and, and frankly, childishness. Yeah, like yeah, and I think so, we've, we've seen it a, a number of different ways. I mean, I think everyone kind of has this. I don't know. I guess I can't speak for everyone, but at the same time, I, I think everyone kind of knows can can understand. Like most people are ashamed of who they were in high school the front that they uh, were trying to to uh, put forth in high school even me I as a homeschooled such a, kid i um, was such a cringy tool dude yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly you put on this persona i mean i'm i'm thinking of things like just because we mentioned keanu reeves like the matrix while those may still be good movies um that's up to you to decide um you know after those movies came out everyone not everyone you know <clears throat> sorry I, I keep prefacing stuff but just you knew that kid who thought he was so cool because he wore a trench coat all the time, you know, because the Matrix mm-hmm. just came out. And so you wear a trench coat because that's just cool. He just um, starts wearing a lot of black and a trench coat. And yeah. then he starts like doing like the slow motion. It's like and you're just like, no, dude, no. Exactly. Exactly. And even if even if it was cool, then I'm sure he's ashamed of that now if that makes sense and and we we hope he is you know yeah (laughs) right um well yeah but again i think we can recognize that that is childish right Mm -hmm. um putting on that kind of front 
I'd say in the realm of video games, and now this is not a game that I have a particular fondness for, and I think we've mentioned this before. Um, so maybe I'm sure, I mean, there are all kinds of, uh, analogies we can give with video games, but I'd say like the first God of War game, um, I, I didn't enjoy it. The few hours that I put into it because I felt like it was so over the top and, and Mm -hmm. they were just trying to say, man, this guy is so cool. He's angry all the time. He rips apart all of his opponents and you even get a little mini game with some women in in a bed in the beginning of the game. Isn't this the coolest? And I was so just, edgy. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That entire meme of just mm. edginess, edgelord memes. Um, edgelord is, Kratos. Yeah, ex- exactly. And now, again, I haven't played the newer one. I would think that um, the the perspective that the character has now um in in the latest God of War game um actually shows that he is more than that. Am I totally off base with that? No. Or that he's no. not you know, yeah. that that was a a very childish way of living and he is no longer living that way. Again, I'm stepping out on a limb. I don't know the story for the new ones, but No, I would I would say I think that's a fairly accurate assessment of of the sort of like the character development of Kratos. Um but I think even sort of like, like, so part of it lies in definitions, right? And I think in, and, and, and I don't want to sort of presume to know better than the, the men that the Lord used to pen scripture or, or even the men mm-hmm. that the Lord used to provide translations. But I think like in some ways, I, I really wish that the terminology here would have been a little different. Because I feel like that that's sort of like when I became a man, I put away childish things. Like I feel like that lends itself to a certain level of abuse. And what I it's like I, I wish what that passage said instead was when I became a man, I put away the immaturity and the folly of my youth. Mm-hmm. Of my my childish in, in my childish antics. And so like I think and there's just been an idea that you and I have sort of, I, I think we just sort of, it, it comes, well, at least I know for me, it's this idea that sort of reestablishes itself time and time again, that this is, is it's really about engaging these things with wisdom and, and maturity mm-hmm. and sort of like putting it in the right place. Now we also have to, there is like sort of a, a bit of a teeter totter here in that we are in a very, entertainment driven society like mm-hmm. we have access to entertainment like no one previous uh like like generations previous n- wouldn't even imagine yeah. um but i think like there there's just this like idea where a lot of times when this gets this this verse gets spit out it's like i said it's the low hanging fruit it's like stop being video- playing video games and get a job and and you know what mm-hmm. frankly like if you're a young man or a young woman who should be living on your own and should be paying your own bills and you're working part-time at a GameStop or part-time at a fast food joint or whatever, and you're living with mom and dad because you're not sort of taking ownership of your own life. And all you do is sort of like, 
spend your money on video games and all you do is really play your video games like frankly i think what you it, the the exact thing you need to hear and again that's a bit of a cartoon is mm-hmm. grow up like put yeah. this away this is childish and rather like i think like the thing is both you and i have sort of like talked about it like there is a pecking order there is a pro, like a prioritization that happens and like there's stuff that we need to do as as husbands and father well you, you as a father and me as 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 a you as a husband and father me as just a husband and but like there are things that like so i think part of what you know maybe sort of like putting off the the foolishness here that we can sort of like one just like a a quick like sort of again maybe a bit of a low hanging fruit is like mm-hmm. listen like immature foolish child a childish way to sort of consume video games and to enjoy this hobby is to allow it to sort of dictate terms and not allow not put it in its right place so like it's like we all have those moments when we sort of like uh, we stay up a little too late or whatever but do you know what i'm saying like the the uh there is a a a a a mature way to engage this and then there is an immature way and i think like that more than anything and i think like i'm so grateful for what what lewis wrote there because i think he's confronting again that sort of that that false maturity and he's saying like Mm -hmm. it's like i'm just gonna i'm gonna work 50 hours a week and i'm gonna go and i'm gonna drink a lot of beer and you know what i'm saying like he's sort of like saying like no this is silly too this is just the opposite end of the spectrum and so like Mm -hmm. again like what i really want to encourage people here to do is like to look at this uh, maybe a little more critically and think through this in in a, a lens versus maturity versus immaturity and like what are the ways that we are being immature in how we engage this because i really do think it comes back to and just sort of referencing that that paul maxwell tweet that the best rest is rest that is well earned yeah like work hard like put it all out on the floor and or leave it all out on the field man put it all out on the floor (laughs) well i mean like you you know i guess like you know if you're like dancing put it all you you know put all your moves out on the floor but um but but you know what I'm saying? Like there's the it's like work hard. Like yeah. work hard and rest well. Play wisely. Play well. Like mm-hmm. make your play, make your rest count for something. Yeah. You know, does that Oh yeah, totally. And so you mentioned about like the verse in in First Corinthians and uh kind of your your take on it. I think the passage actually plays that out. Like, if you look at that chapter, again, I'm from, you know, I've kind of grown up in the church world, and so um, there are a lot of churchy terms that I'll throw around sometimes, so forgive me. But 1 Corinthians 13 is known as the love chapter. Like, it, it talks about love. A lot of, a lot of uh, weddings will quote, you know, verses from this chapter. So even love is as, patient, love is kind, love does mm-hmm. not do, yep. So even like leading up to this conversation, just to, just taking a look at it, I was like, whoa, this verse almost seems like it's out of place here um, because it's talking about, you know, when I became a man, I put away childish things. Um, but really, it, 
that section of of the chapter verses eight through twelve, I guess, is talking about the supremacy of love over against kind of earthly things. So verse eight talks about prophecies that'll pass away, tongues will cease, knowledge will pass away, um, but love never ends. And so really the point of the verse, the point of this entire passage is not, hey guys, be more mature. It is, there are things in this world that are going to pass away and there are things that will last. Mm. And so it's using the analogy of, you know, like the things that you did when you were a kid, you no longer do because you're older and and your life is, you know, like not necessarily permanent, but it takes on a more um, sense of permanence because normal life is now, you know, the next 50 years of your life, not, you know, the next week or whatever you can think of when you're a kid. So it's funny. It, it was funny looking at the context of this verse because it's like, so often it gets pulled out to mean something like that's the main verse of the entire passage. Like this is Paul's point of writing this book is to say, guys, grow up when like, that's not what he's saying at all. This was just a Mm. passing analogy that he was using to say, value the things that are eternal, value the things that are permanent. Mm. And in this case, it is love, you know, value love over all things. And I think, I mean, frankly, that has something to say about our discussion, because how do we use what God has given us to love others and to love God more deeply? Um, So, yeah, definitely an answer to that can just be recreation. You know, it it can be a way to recharge ourselves so that we can um, work better, so that we can um, be a better witness of Christ, things like that. also, you know, we've, we've talked about and mentioned in the past the ways that you can use video games, multiplayer games and things like that. Um, but really, the, the point of the passage just kind of struck me as, as I was taking a look at it of like, mm. oh, this, this, this really isn't the point. So I think what you were saying earlier is the sense of, of true maturity and not fake maturity is actually more in line with the interpretation that would say, oh, Paul is just saying this to say, guys, get out of your parents' basements, which, like you said, is not necessarily a good thing. Guys, do get out of your parents' basement. (laughs) But, um, I mean, unless you're saving up, you know, you're going to school, so long as you're bettering yourself, you're working towards a goal. But um, it's, well, it's it's that wisdom, you you know. And I think, like, yeah, I ended up just looking it up and just pulling it up here. And it, mm-hmm. uh, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. And again, it really is about that transition. Mm-hmm. It's sort of saying, like, listen, like, the, and and it like the, even the next, uh, it talks about like looking through the mirror darkly, mm-hmm. and like we'll know now we know things in part, but then we will know things fully. Um, and so yeah, it, it when it does get pulled out and used that way. It is very much out of context. Um, yeah, but again, it's. I do think like there, it's there is sort of some just wisdom that can sort of be pulled out of this thing. Yeah, where and and, and I, I think like that's just when when I see that and when I engage that, I'm saying like that has just sort of been like my my rallying cry or my battle cry for a lot of this is just like we need to start being wiser 
with how we engage this stuff. And so, like, you know, and it's, and and I want to just encourage people to cultivate wisdom in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, there is a way, and again, saying there is a way to engage this hobby and to just engage recreation wisely. And as a mature adult, as a man, and then there is a way to engage this hobby as a child, and mm-hmm. there should there there should be a difference. You know, I think of a a pa- there's a passage correction. Um, it's First Corinthians sixteen verse thirteen, and and again, you know, um, be watchful, stand firm in in the faith, act like men, be strong. Okay, and so like there is a call to just I think for men. And women to be men and women, and not to sort of regress into childishness. But I don't. I got off track there. I guess what I was sort of driving at is that I want to. I want to be able. Like I want to be able to encourage people to look at this hobby and engage it in a way that is benefit ultimately beneficial for them. Yeah, because like the the reality is, and I've sort of already painted the portrait of like the childish, immature way to can, where this is ruining your life. Like, I'll be honest, like there are certain types of games that I just won't touch. I will not touch MMOs like mm-hmm. flat out. They are off limits for me. And it's not because I don't like them. It is because I like them a lot. Yeah. And they turn in, they turn into a second job. And I just given like my life and and my responsibilities to my wife and my my actual job and you know you know lord willing my responsibilities to the church my Mm -hmm. the church i belong to like i do not like and you know and i made this decision even years years ago where i was like no i'm not I'm, i'm just not doing this anymore yeah um and and it's not to say that there are some people who can enjoy like that's that's the the chief game that they play or whatever but I'm saying like there there's a, a part of, and sort of looking at the C.S. Lewis quote, sort of driving back to that a little bit. I'm saying like there is a way to like just sort of, again, sort of say all, all video games are childish. I'm just not going to do this. And then there's a way to enjoy these rightly. I, just, I feel like I just keep sort of like hammering that thing and saying like, no, like we need to learn how to enjoy these rightly. Yeah. And so... I mean, that means like, you know, and again, we, we've talked a little bit about it, but it like for me, it's like if I have a few minutes and I don't have anything else to do around the house and sort of like laundry's done or, you know, whatever, and I've sort of met my, my other obligations and I want to take a few minutes to sort of unwind and decompress and, you know, play a video game, well, then by all means, that's well-earned rest. You know, I've sort of mm-hmm. already done what I should have. You know, I've already sort of like, you know, put it all out there and, and sort of like played hard and, you know, I, I left it all, all out on the field and it's time to come home and sort of recuperate and recharge. And I might need that that 15 minutes, that half an hour, that hour to sort of recoup. And, and you know, there's nothing wrong with sort of taking that time, but only when it's in its right place. Yeah, and again, like this sort of the the idea of like, it's not the total abandonment. It is rather cultivating wisdom and enough wisdom to say 
This there are some people who are able to play like way more games than I, and they can juggle their life and they can do all sorts of other things. And that's not me. And there are other people that I know who, you know, I can own a PS4 and not have any problems. And I know dudes who have said, you know what? I can't own this. This isn't good for me to have this right now. And they get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And there, you know, or is like their decision more right than mine? For them, yeah, and again, it's it's that sort of like, uh, like uh, you know, be be obedient to your conscience sort of stuff. There, anyways, yeah. that's th- like these are sort of like the questions and the discussions that I think people need to be having, like, and and yeah. sort of, especially sort of again in our our very entertainment saturated culture, I want want believers especially to be saying like, dude, like, okay, like, yeah, like, is this is like and even sort of driving it back to like the the love chapter stuff like is is the way i'm engaging this hobby helping me to love others to to first and foremost love god better mm-hmm. but then love others well i don't know yeah so that's sort of yeah it's totally and i i think um from the verse itself the, the three things that it that it mentions that I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, and I reasoned like a child. I mean, you, you think about what what you had just talked about. How you sometimes like for some for some people, video games are not a good thing. Um, my pastor has actually said from the pulpit before that the reason he doesn't play video games is because he likes them too much. Kind of like mm-hmm. what you said about MMOs. That like at one time he did play video games and he had to get rid of his system because. He got too much into it. Like he told a funny story about how he uh, was playing. Oh, that's what it was. Cause so my, my pastor's a baseball nerd and he mm. was playing a, a baseball game on Xbox and like totally like blew off a class and it ended up hurting his GPA and all this stuff. So anyways, I say all that to say is that, yeah, um, in order to know, uh, what is right for you because video games are not a black and white sin or not, you know, sin or good thing. If if that makes sense Um, to know, to understand where your limits are, you need to do some self-reflection. And I think that's, I think that's what the verse talks about too. When it mentions speaking like a child, thinking like a child and reasoning like a child, like Mm -hmm. you are not just being impulsive and, oh, this feels good, I'm going to do it for the next six hours. <laughs> you know, it, it's yeah. actually thinking through, okay, that's, that's what a child does, is a child is very impulsive. I'm, I put away the childish way of thinking, the child, not, not the childish pleasures, but the childish way of thinking about this pleasure and thinking about engaging with this thing, um, this form of recreation. How can I do it in a way that is honoring to God that allows me to, to recharge that a lot that, you know, that is actually better in the long run um, rather than that will actually drive me into the ground because I'm being impulsive over it. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah. yeah, And we've talked about our struggles with that too, with that certain times when uh, we have, played games in an unhealthy way yes (laughs) well it's funny too because um we were talking in the group uh who was it yeah so it was wesley friend of the show wesley um 
who mentioned that he was trying to play Dark Souls and he just, he can't do it. It's just not a game for him. And that's totally cool. But even in like thinking through what I was going to say, I was like, oh, Dark Souls sounds great. I should play Dark Like I got the itch to play Dark Souls. Um, and so I've been watching, I've been watching a playthrough that I, that I enjoyed when I was playing through it. Um, and uh, it, it's got me thinking, you know, like, oh man, I want to play another Dark Souls game. But so anyways, all, all that to say is that I remember with Dark Souls, it was the same way is like, it gave me a rush. And so it allowed me to stay up later and make more excuses. Oh, just one more, you know, area, one more mm-hmm. boss kind of a thing. Um, that was another game where it, it, I know myself and because of the things that it did, it more easily allowed me to kind of give into like to lose self-control when I was playing it. And I don't mean I, I, maybe I worded that poorly um, because I think this is also another adult way of looking at things is, or a mature way, I guess is a better word of saying it is that it is not the fault of the game that these things happen. It is my fault for choosing to interact with the game in that certain way. Like it's owning your own faults and failures. Um, it's, it is viewing not that video games are an evil, but I conduct myself in a improper manner when I play X, Y, Z or something like that. Or I know these things, I know these triggers in myself and I know what will happen. And so I'm not going to go down that road. So for things, even if it's stuff like sexual um, imagery in video games, knowing yourself and whether or not that's even permissible, that's a totally different discussion. We're not going to get too deep into that. Um, I think I would go more hardline on that issue, but mm-hmm. we won't we won't discuss that here. I understand that you know there are arguments on on both sides, um, but also other thing you know there there is all kinds of uh, imagery and things that 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 happen in video game video games. A lot of them are made to be addictive. So understanding what your triggers are, whether it's clearing out a map of a certain area that really just, you know, makes you, again, lose self-control or allow yourself to lose self-control, um, you know, what, whatever it is, I think understanding yourself, reflecting on the way that you engage with these things, understanding your own faults is a way to know what the proper place is. Whether that is the extreme of, you know what, I'm going to unplug my systems and not play games for X amount of time, or whether it just means I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sure this is a great game, but it's not for me because I can't, I can't engage in that type of a game right now for whatever reason, whether you, know, you, you just have other responsibilities piling up or whether it's kind of just a, I know myself and I can't for this time in my life until, until I gain more self-control until I'm more disciplined. Um, I think, I think self-reflection is actually a big part of understanding yourself, understanding your own uh, areas of your own faults and your areas of sin um, is a big part of reasoning like of, of giving up childish ways. Let me put it that way. Yeah. I mean, definitely like that, that sort of brutal, brutally honest self-evaluation. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think the other side of that, though, too, like, or, or another sort of prong on that, I don't know. Um, 
is that in a lot of ways, like we are not always as self-aware as we need to be. And so I would sort of say like, uh, uh, as a bit of another sort of like, yes, you know, definitely take stock um, and sort of like ask yourself some of those hard questions. Don't be afraid to say like, you know, is this perform, is, is this affecting my performance in things that matter like work? Is this affecting my relationships? Is this affecting school? Whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think like on the other side of that, like, man, um, and we've sort of brought it up without it, but like, you know, uh, other people in your life. Yeah. Like yeah. for you and I, uh, one of the chief influences and sort of counselors that we have are our wives. I mean, yeah. and, uh, you know, there's a proverb that says, you know, there's wisdom in many counselors, like, you know, and that, or, or it, maybe it's like, uh, there's a man who goes to war, you know, he's the, the advice of many counselors or something, mm-hmm. but basically yeah, yeah, saying yeah. that like, uh, and it's, it's the, the basic premise there is that there is wisdom in listening to a plurality of voices ab- ab- about your life and your decisions. Like, you know, that, that, that wise people listen to the counsel of others. And, yeah. uh, and so like, I mean, you know, not to, to throw you under the bus. Um, but you, I think like one of my favorite moments in, in our podcast, dude, is when you told about how like Sam looked at you or Samantha looked at you and said, I think you, you know, I'm glad that you recognize that you, you've been playing this a little bit much. And mm-hmm. it was like, you know, speaking of our favorite, you know, the Dark Souls of the Metroid Genghis. <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, and it's like Megan and I have had, like, Megan has looked at me at times, and uh, it's a conversation that we've had a couple of times over the last, you know, since Backlog Golf started, where she's looked at me and said, you're playing a lot more than you used to. And not all of that is bad. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, you have to be aware and you have to heed that criticism because it would be really easy for me to be like well that's no you're overreacting or whatever and and i to be honest i probably have it at times but you know the reality is like i need to come back to that and say like no there's there's merit here Mm -hmm. like you know this is my helpmate my help meet and she's been given to me in order to help me and one of the ways that she helps me is she offers like insightful criticisms, you know, and she wasn't doing it to like beat me up. She was doing it right. because she cares about me. She cares right. about our marriage. She cares about our life. And she's like, you've been playing a lot. And it's like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like we need totally. to be open to those gut checks. And so like, I would encourage like, you know, at sort of like, you know, yes, do like totally ask yourself the hard questions. Like definitely ask yourself. And again, like I, I, I said, I'm, Ask, say, like, is the way that I'm playing this and affecting things that it should not be affecting? Like, if this is affecting my relationships, my my work, you know, whatever, my health. If the way you're playing video games is affecting your health, you should probably not play as much. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but then, you know, ask ask people you trust. And if you don't have people in your life that you trust, well, then find some you know it's like go and get involved in a church maybe put down the controller and get involved with some people from church or you know whatever you you know and again like i'm not but i I think part of this is like you know when you give 
other people the the right and the ability to speak into your life in that way like you're going to be able to address these things and approach these things uh more with more maturity like so that that would be a a way and again this is sort of just another sort of like tool but like this a a sort of pragmatic outworking is like a way to wisely and maturely engage the hobby and to avoid this sort of the the childishness that needs to be avoided is to ask other people about how you're spending your time like and receive that feedback graciously and recognize you know when it's it it's warranted and you know just because somebody says something too doesn't mean that they're necessarily they see things perfectly so mm-hmm. but yeah that's I, sort I think of especially with with the relationship with i don't know with our wives um i think it, it it's especially you know you talked about how when megan talked to you about it like she wasn't doing it to beat you up i think in a in a certain sense that made it hurt all the more in my case and i say hurt hurt isn't the right word but just like it you, you called it a gut check that's totally what mm-hmm. it was when samantha mentioned that to me um like because i i can recognize in hindsight i can make excuses for myself a lot easier or i mm-hmm. can uh i can justify it in my own mind like oh man yeah i kind of messed up i played too long you know i stayed up till 2 in the morning shouldn't do that in the future because i also get the um like positive side of it like but I know I did, you know, beat that level or beat that boss or get so much farther, get yeah. that achievement, whatever it is. So like, I see that side of it too. So I can kind of, okay, yeah, I shouldn't have done that and and brush it under the rug. Yeah, the next time I'll do better and yeah. kind of excuse yeah. myself a lot easier. But when it comes from someone that in this case, my wife, someone that I love dearly and I, who I know loves me, that's when it's oh that's when it really kind of that's when i could see clearly kind of like okay that was wrong like it wasn't just a, oh i slipped up i i messed like no this this is a wrong like yeah. pattern for life that i need to change now um and not that she came <laughs> yeah not that she was using harsh words um, or was trying to make me feel bad or anything like that. But that's when I recognize that when you have someone else's perspective, I think they can see some things that you are blind to or that you make excuses for. Um, so, yeah, totally. So, that, that was a great point, Nate. Um, if you had, like, so while, like, you know, in the, in the past, like, week or couple of days, however long it's been since we, we sort of decided on this topic, like, mm-hmm. if you had to pin down like a couple of thoughts here that you would just want to to hammer home here like what are, what are the couple of things that um you like chief takeaways what you know the the big picture sort of thing here mm-hmm. um so i mean i i think again the way that you started it off was so good because we do recognize that there are extremes on either case when it comes to defining what it means, what childishness means. And um, again, Lewis's insightful uh, quote that talks about the fear of childishness, how that is wrong as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, yeah, one of the big things to me is finding out where that balance is for your life. Um, 
I think also that simplicity is not a bad thing, <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. Hopefully, what we've what we've talked about. Um, kind of uh, another thing that has kind of been I I've been reminded of as I've looked into this a little bit deeper is is just the way again that 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 children learn and using those simple analogies and using kind of simple types of of good versus evil stories that teach us truths that stick with us if that makes sense mm-hmm. um because of their simplicity so we can take those simple concepts and insert them into our more complex lives um, that sometimes we even make more complex uh, just because we like to make drama. Um, but when we see the standards of of good and evil, we can actually use those um, to kind of decipher some of what we're going through in life. Um, anyways, I, I feel like I'm kind of veering off. So, so let me course correct <laughs> real quick. So... Um, yeah, so simplicity is not a bad thing, um, and yet at the same time, in order to be to be mature, we really have to. Th- he, yeah, okay, he, I'll leave it with this. In order to be uh, one one sign of maturity, I think is humility. Mm. Um, and we haven't used that word up until now, but I think it takes a a certain measure of humility to be able to admit when you're in the wrong. Um, whether you fall on either side of this, when you fall into those extremes and, and taking a look at your own life and it, it just having, being humble enough to recognize when you have crossed that line. Mm. That makes sense. No. Yeah. That's uh, I think, you know, humility is, is sort of, yeah, at the heart of wisdom because humility, the first lesson mm-hmm. of humility is that you can learn from almost, you can learn something from almost anything slash anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes what you learn is what not to do. <laughs> um, you know, um, you know, I, I think often when I look back on myself, like, you know, I remember one time uh, uh, a pastor um, friend of mine, he said, like, there's, there's two approaches to learning wisdom. He's like, one is through obedience to God, um, you know, and he's like, the other is what we like to call the school of hard knocks. <laughs> and uh, he's like, uh, he's like, and sometimes people just, he's like, you know, he's like, you will always learn wisdom when you obey God and his commands and his desires for your life. Uh, there is no guarantee that you will learn the lesson when it yeah. comes, when, when, you, when you're, you're doing it the other way. And, um, and I guess, like, yeah, I think like encouraging people to sort of be humble, like that. And again, that is a sign of maturity. That is sort of putting off a childish thing. Like, there's, and you know, even looking at that that Lewis quote, and you know, just uh, like where he's like, you know, I put away the fear, like, sort of rejecting the fear of man, and saying, like, you know what, like, if if somebody else thinks that this is babyish or whatever. That's on them. This is a good thing. I'm going to enjoy it responsibly. And I'm not going to be afraid of, of the fallout. And like there, there, there takes like a certain amount of humility to the point where you don't have to take yourself so seriously that if somebody, you know, sees you reading a fairy, st- you know, a fairy tale or whatever, 
that you have to feel like, um, you know, anyway, that I sort of, I got off track a little bit, <laughs> no, but it's no. like, I just to, as a brief aside, I don't really like the term guilty pleasures mm-hmm. because I don't listen or read anything that I, it, like if, if I'm going to feel guilty over it, I have to ask myself the question why. And if it's like, I'm feeling guilty because I probably shouldn't because it's vulgar and it's not good for me. Well then, okay. That's, that's mm-hmm. one thing. But if it's like, I'm guilty because like, I'd be embarrassed if somebody saw me listening in public. Well then, um, that's just silly. And that's yeah. me being proud and like yeah. puffed up and sort of like, that's me embracing that sort of that, that foolish need to like, be considered like to think of myself as being very grown up and be anyways mm-hmm. but um so you're I saying think- you like nickelback not I'm, all i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding sorry like, that's now i'm getting Nick- nickel nickel nickelback is very much like an example like of learning from people of things not to do <laughs> <laughs> that's true um, that's true the song rockstar is very much that front of anyways um of immaturity but, but you were saying something, and I <laughs> I mean, anytime we, we can work in a nickelback quote that's worthwhile. <laughs> um, I guess I would sort of say like the the and I and I was ending on it anyways, um, like you know, the last sort of thought that I shared is like, you know, I think one of the marks of like how we can sort of put off childish in and sort of enjoying this and engaging this hobby is to be talking to other people about the way we do this and to be receptive. And again, being humble enough to hear that feedback. You know, I think like, you know, be willing, you know, be humble enough to, to be willing to ask those hard questions of yourself. And then also be humble enough to ask other people what they think. Um, Yeah. You know, because we, we all have blind spots, especially when it comes to ourselves. Um, But yeah, man, um, love it. I love it. I think I think we did okay on this one. You I know, think so. this is a little beefy, but it's fun. Like it's our show, and again, we are good at being bad at brevity. It's true. It's true. We are, and it is funny. Like earlier when I mentioned the podcast that I was listening to, and I was like, "Oh, you know, it's like an hour and a half." It's like when have we ever hit an hour and a half? We always go longer than that. Um, so it's just. I'm, I'm trying to think. Have we? I mean, like probably when you early cut, on. We, when you cut the episodes in half, I think we do. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Boom. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, well. Yeah, th- those are some of our thoughts on, uh, you know, childishness and maturity and, and just kind of that, that idea of uh, what that looks like in the life of someone who enjoys something like video games. Um, but if you have any thoughts on the subject, we'd love to hear from you. We have plenty of ways that you can get in contact with us. Um, you can email us. Our email address is thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. That's probably the quickest, like most personal way that you can um, contact us if you'd like. You know, if you have any ideas for future episodes, we've got lots in the in the making. Uh, we've got lots of ideas. So we'll, we'll um, pull from the well there as well uh Mm. sorry that was Mm. very dumb um but uh, also if you want to join in the conversation with other people we've got ways to do that as well we're on twitter Mm. our handle is at bb downcast we're having lots of fun over there i'm actually surprised at uh at just how enjoyable twitter has been 
um, because it can also be a very bad place, a very scary, a very silly place, as they say in Monty Python. Um, but you can uh, join our group on Facebook, the, ba- the hashtag Backlog Book Club as well, where we talk about all kinds of stuff pertaining to the podcasts or just beating down your backlogs in general, or things like our hashtag Backlog Busters, like we mentioned. Mm. Um, we only have a few more days here, um, but it is the, we're going through the Mother series in May and June. So if you've got any of those games, come join, talk about them. Um, We've got Backlog Golf going on as well, where we're trying to destroy our backlogs and not buy anything new. And then things like the Institutes 2019, where we're going through um, Calvin's Institutes together. Yeah, I you know I was just sort of like I was like man we 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 do a a good bit of stuff, and yes, most of it is gaming centric. But you know uh, I think like one of the things I've enjoyed is just the way that. I feel like the group we do try to encourage people to within the group to uh partake wisely. Um yeah. So uh now they can also get a hold of us personally on mm-hmm. the different uh social media platforms. Josh, you are That's true. I go by Broccolope. That is spelled B R O C C O L O P E. And And you- I am I am Nate underscore McKeever on pretty much most of the social media platforms. Uh, you know, and, and just sort of as a, as a closing thought, if you like what we do here, um, we really would encourage you to do the whole rate review and subscribe thing. Um, you know, it would just, it, 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 I guess it helps us. You know, we're, I'm not sure the ways that it does, you know, that, that magic podcast algorithm, you know, sorcery, whatever that is, you know, I'm sure. Um, but you know, tell people about us, you know, do, do the things, you know, but, uh, yeah, it helps get the word out and we would love, yes, uh, that. you know, to include, you know, have more people join us along as we're beating down our backlogs. So until next time, Josh. You guys keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Got that See you right. later. <laughs> Peace.